This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. Hi guys. Good morning. Is it still morning? Just... Yeah, 50 minutes. Right. Well, I've had a technology disaster this morning. My laptop is just not booting now, uh, so I'm going to have to do it with my phone, which will be fun, so just have to bear with me there. Um, yeah, so let's just go to today. We're talking about the kingdom. I was delighted when I got this topic because it's one of the things I'll have to talk about uh, the most. Ali sent out the preaching wrote about two months ago, and I went all the way to the bottom, all the way down, and then... Um, Fiona, and then Ali, and then me. Yes, yes. A good one that I like. So today we're going to talk about the kingdom, uh, and we're really going to take it really simple. We're going to look at the the basics, the foundations. We're going to just plant some ideas, uh, look at it as a real value of the vineyard. Why is it a value of of the vineyard? And that's one of the things I set out to try and answer, is why we treat this as a core value. What's the heart behind it? Where did it come from? Why do we talk about it so much here? Um, why is it distinctive? Uh, just a bit about me. I grew up in a really conservative Baptist church in the northeast of Scotland, which is like the Bible Belt, right? Um, and so that's my background. I was in a, a church, really Bible-believing church, but not really practicing the gifts, which I think Fiona had a kind of similar experience she shared a few weeks ago. Then I went to a more charismatic church, and, and the kind of the view of, of what God could do there was completely different, right? Because you'd be practicing... Um, signs and wonders and pressing into all that, but there was always an expectation that it would happen. And I think what, coming to the vineyard, I've learned is that it's much more balanced. It's much more about what God is doing, not about what we want God to do. And there is a bit of what we want God to do, but there is a balance in that. Um, so why do we call this a distinctive in, in the vineyard? Uh, and really there's, there, there, there's two reasons. The kingdom if you look at the Gospels, is absolutely central to Jesus' mission and his message. So those two things, mission and message, and we'll, we'll come back to those. As he announces the kingdom is near, um, and he engages with people in, in practicing the kingdom, he, he actually engages people in that. He's, he's praying for them. He's, um, he's, he's seeing signs and wonders happen in his ministry. Um, as a church, we believe God is active. And as we engage with God in that activity, that gives us a framework to understand how the kingdom operates. And that's what this is all about. Helps us make sense of what we see God doing or we or God isn't doing. We might think, you know, Ali spoke about prophecy. We know we might end up uh, pressing into prophecy and actually God doesn't want to speak. You know, that, that does happen. So um, we are able to make sense of it through this whole thing. There's a guy who I'm sure we've heard of. Can anyone guess who I'm going to say? John Wimber, yeah. So John Wimber is one of the founders of the vineyard. But before him, there was a guy called George Eldon Ladd. And this guy was uh, a professor at Fuller Seminary in the US. And he's almost single-handedly responsible for most of the influential thinking around kingdom theology today in, in the vineyard. And it's, it's that that John clinged on to, that he found when he was hearing what missionaries were telling him about signs and wonders happening, he was looking for a framework to make sense of it. And he found it in, in what I'm about to, to, to share with you today. But it came from this guy, George Eldon Ladd. 
And since then, there are people like N.T. Wright, who's uh, at St. Andrews, um, have really been pressing into this. And it is kind of the, the, the new theology, if you like. It's not new theology, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I guess, a revealed understanding over time of what God is doing in, in the kingdom. So there's a few basic concepts or ideas. If you want to go to the first slide. So three, this is my don't hide the ball slide at work. You know, you're always told, don't hide the ball, just tell people what you're going to talk about. And so this is what we're doing. I'm not leaving it to the last slide to give you the summary. Um, so we're going to talk today about the rule and reign of God, and that's really what the kingdom is. It's a basic meaning of the word kingdom in the Bible is God's reign. It doesn't mean a physical realm like the UK, you know, so we've got King Charles now this year. Um, uh, you know, he has a reign, but it's not in the same way that God reigns, Right. Uh, the kingdom creates a realm, it creates a people, but the kingdom of God is not the same as its realm or its people. In Psalm 103, it says, The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. So we would never say that about an earthly monarch, right? We would never say that they rule over all. We would kind of like hold them in you know, some sort of check. But God is absolutely sovereign. Um, his reign, his action, his lordship, and his sovereignty... Uh, is all about governance that we read about in Isaiah and the kingdom that's being established. And we kind of hold that in common with a lot of other church streams, right? I, I don't know many church streams that wouldn't believe in, in, in that. Um, but the second idea is this idea of the now and the not yet. And this is a, a phrase that you may have heard. Um, and this is where we start to talk about the tension of what God is doing and us trying to understand that and what is possible, right? So it's about ages, this age and the age to come, and, and where we are in that, in that journey. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, and the picture you get in the Gospels is Jesus unfolds his teaching of the kingdom in all of his parables, and, and just as he's speaking with his disciples, is that it's both present and future. So for example, looking at the Lord's Prayer, he tells us to pray um, with the future dimension, your kingdom come. Well, if it was already here, why would we have to pray for it to come? So it's obviously not fully here yet, and that's what we need to uh, kind of grasp. So we're to pray, bring, bring the kingdom, Lord. It's not here the way we want it to be. Uh, we, want it, we want God to bring his reign fully in people's lives, in my life, and, and, and in the world. Um, and Jesus knew that the kingdom wasn't going to appear immediately. You know, there's this... Um, you think back to Israel's history and what happened in Exodus with Moses. They had that, um, that, that rescuer, the guy that came to rescue them from slavery and from bondage. And then in Jesus' time, they're in Rome. They're looking for the same person. They're looking to be freed from the Romans. But this liberation is completely different. It's not the same as what Moses did. It's what Jesus did. It's completely different. It's much more in the spiritual, much less in, in, in the physical. So... Jesus says to pray for it. It's coming. It's not here yet. It's not going to be immediate. And yet, it is present. It is here. We can touch this stuff. We can interact with it. We can come to understand it. Give me a second here. This is hard on our phone. <laughs> not as hard as having a baby strapped to your chest. But <laughs> it's easier when she's a newborn. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so then the third point, uh, we are kingdom co-workers, and this, and my other favorite guy in the Bible is Paul, I love Paul, um, so I've always got to sneak him in, um, 
And he uses this term that we're co-workers. And I think this really helps us understand how we interact with the kingdom, is that it's not on us. We're working with God. We're working with each other. But, you know, if we're, uh, we, we team with God to proclaim the message and demonstrate the kingdom, knowing that the kingdom is not fully complete. And this is a term, there's a book called The Quest for the Radical Middle that's kind of like the vineyard theology all wrapped up in, in one book. Uh, and and that, that phrase is really cool, the quest for the radical middle. So it's trying to be in that middle place. It's not too far where we're rejecting it and it's not too far where we're expecting it and we're you know, calling heaven down and saying, God, do this. You know, we're, we're not instructing God, right? We're, we're working with God. I think that's a, probably a better balance better place to be. So if we go to the next slide, please. We've got a few uh, verses. So uh, in the Bible, there's kind of this, uh, actually Peter mentioned it last week, there's this meta-narrative, this overarching story. So you read Genesis, and then it kind of makes sense all the way through to Revelation. And there is this, the, these threads that run through the Bible. So the, the two real major threads are covenant and kingdom. And what came before the kingdom was covenant. It was all God's promises to Israel, to, to Abraham, to Israel, and, and his, his fulfillment of them. And I think we heard a few weeks ago, someone said that God makes these promises himself. You know, he's not dependent on us to meet his promises. It's not like a two-way deal. It's like, it's a one-way deal. God's going God's gonna to do this. Um, and he's really consistent in that. Um, so we've got some here. Uh, and to you and your future offspring, I will give the land where you're residing, and I will be their God. That's a promise he made to Abraham. Stay in this land as an alien, and I will be with you and bless you, Genesis 26. And he replied, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. In Exodus, that's speaking to Moses. And then all the way through to the prophets, we've got Jeremiah. Instead, this is the covenant I will make. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And then finally in Zechariah, I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be their faithful and righteous God. So, you know, that's pretty consistent. I will be your God. You will be my people. I will be with you. So there's an element of presence in there and the kingdom is all about that, that, that presence. The kingdom is the fulfillment of the covenant. Uh, that, that we live in. So once all these prophecies have been given, there's silence for several hundred years. Israel's just doing what they do. The Romans come in, not a great time. Um, and then Jesus arrives. And this is this like really significant kingdom event um, that the whole of history has been hurtling towards uh, Jesus, Jesus coming. And, and, and that takes us to the, the Emmanuel piece, right? God with us. So coming into the Christmas season, Emmanuel, we'll be singing that, I'm sure. Um, or we will be now. Uh, God with us, kingdom includes his presence. You know, God being with us. And that's, that, that's a key part to, part to, to this, uh, this journey. So from covenant to kingdom is the first thing to understand. The kingdom's the fulfillment of the, of the covenant. So jumping into these ideas, um, the rule and reign of God uh, as we've said, it's central to Jesus' ministry, marked in both his message uh, and, his, and his mission. Uh, in Mark 1, uh, John the Baptist was arrested, and then Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the gospel, uh, proclaiming the good news of God. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, 
believe the good news. So the kingdom of God was right there from the very start of Jesus' ministry. And the first things that he did, the first things he spoke to people, the kingdom was, was there. And you'll notice it says it's come near. So it's here. It's near when Jesus was here, right? But it's not fully here. And we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. And then the second verse there, now Jesus began to go all over Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And so signs and wonders absolutely go with the presence of God and go with the kingdom. It is hand in hand. But in the next bit, we'll see that it's not always as straightforward as that. Sometimes we'll pray for people when they don't get healed, and that's okay. We'll, we'll talk through that. But um, the, the, these two things are really central in Jesus' ministry. It's the, the mission, the, the ministry is the, is the praying for people, people being healed, and then the preaching of the kingdom, the good news that the kingdom has come, that there's a way, Jesus has made that way. Um, and so that, yeah, we've covered this already, the, the covenant promise to the kingdom fulfillment, um, and then God being with us, the presence of God, it's a mark of the kingdom. I had a note about that, and I don't have my laptop, so. Uh, yeah. So, similarly to uh, what Jesus did with signs and wonders, um, the disciples were also commanded to do the same. So, in Matthew 10, it says, Jesus sent out these 12 after giving them instructions. As you go, proclaim, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. So, it's pretty much the same language, isn't it? You know? Then, uh, so his disciples go out and do all that. Then the church is commissioned. We get the Great Commission, and it's pretty much the same. You know, it's like go out, preach the word, be good, do things to, not do things to people. It's a bit, it's a bit all over the place. But um, you know, do these things. You know, show show the kingdom, demonstrate the kingdom is definitely, definitely part of it. Um, so the, there's this pattern of the message and the mission, the proclamation, and then the demonstration is is a key part of the kingdom. Now, you'll be pleased that the next bit, I've got two videos, so you can stop listening to me for a second. Um, Steve Nicholson is, um, I think he's Evanston in Illinois. He's one of the uh, kind of foremost leaders in vineyards in the USA. And then the second video is a guy called Derek Murphy, uh, who's from South Africa, and he runs Vineyards Institute, so he does a lot of teaching on, on a few things, but uh, the kingdom's one of his uh, kind of main topics. So let's hear from these guys. Brenda, you touched on, um, you mentioned the already and the not yet. I was wondering if you or any of you would like to explain for anyone who maybe hasn't heard that phrase before, what we mean by the already and the not yet, or the now and the not yet, as we sometimes call it. That is what we call a softball pitch. Sort of like, oh, the question you most want to hear. So. Thousands of years ago, ages and ages ago, God spoke to his prophets and he said one day he would send his Messiah, his priest king, who would come to restore to this earth the rule of God, where what was done on earth would be the same as what was done in heaven. And when he came... He would make right in this world everything that's wrong. They would beat their swords into plowshares. And he would wipe every tear from their eyes. 
and even death itself would be defeated. And they would no longer harm, no longer be divided, no longer hate, no longer know sorrow, no longer know grief. The lion will lie down with the lamb, and the child will play in the viper's nest, and they will not, not harm or destroy in all God's holy mountain. And the knowledge of the Lord will fill the earth as the waters cover the earth. And when Jesus came, he came and said, it starts now. The kingdom of God is here. The beginning of making right everything that's wrong starts now. And so it's already here. But it's not completed. There's a war on. There was an invasion from heaven to take this world back. And so it's already here, this glorious age of the future that our hearts yearned for. But it's not here in fullness. It's not here quite yet in the way that we want. And so it's already and not yet. And every time you see the power of God, and every time you see somebody healed, and every, every time you see somebody set free from hopelessness and suicide and death and all the things that the demons try to bring to them, every time you see that, that is a sign from heaven that the promise is true. And that he will come again, and when he does, it will all be true. In the context of the Jesus People Revival, where lots of phenomena of power were happening, John Wimber realized that the kingdom theology was the best model to explain a movement where signs of the kingdom were taking place. And he took the theology of the kingdom and he made it into the way we do church, the praxis of the kingdom. And so it's never theology without praxis. It's never praxis without theology. It's the blend of the two that shaped the vineyard. And what we're fortunate in is that that theology has now become the major cutting-edge theology of New Testament scholars. And one of the leading scholars called N.T. Wright has coined the phrase inaugurated eschatology, which our language is the already and the not yet, means the same thing. And what I've done is I've added the phrase enacted to it, because Jesus didn't just come with a message, the powers of the future age are breaking into the present, but he demonstrated it in ministry. And so we don't just go around with a theology that this was Jesus' message. We do it in signs and wonders and missions, etc., etc. So enacted, inaugurated eschatology. And that's basically the heart of, of the vineyard. Right, so we've done 101. We're going to do 201, which is advanced, right? Advance we'll get. So the now and the not yet. Three big words we're going to learn. Uh, want to bring up the first one? Eschatology. Everyone say it. 
So eschatology just means, it's, it normally means like the study of the last days, um, but it essentially means the last days in the context of this, this phrase that, that Derek used, um, it means the last days of the age are here. It, the last age has begun with Jesus coming back, or coming for the first time, I should say, sorry. Um, next word, inaugurated, I think you can all say that. So like a president, a president is inaugurated in the US, you know, it's a big thing, you know, they have the election cycle, then they have 25th of January, whenever it is, it's always freezing cold. Uh, but that's the first public display of the president. Up till that point, it's always been like president-elect or whatever. But that, at that point in time, they are the president, and that's when it starts. And that's what happened when Jesus came. When Jesus came, the kingdom of God was activated in Jesus' ministry and in his mission. And then the word that Derek added was enacted. So that's not such a big word either. It's really just eschatology. It's a big word. But we proclaim the kingdom and practice the signs and wonders. And that's what it's the practice. That's the piece, the enacted piece. Um, I think you mentioned that the NT Wright was using this phrase, inaugurated eschatology. We've added enacted because we believe so much in the practice, which is, which is really important. I've turned my phone off, that's a disaster. No, it's working, it's fine. Okay, so St Steve spoke about, um, you know, it starts now. The age of the future is here, but it's a little bit complicated because it's not fully here yet, but it will be when Jesus comes back. Um, but in the meantime, God is moving. God is active, we believe that. We see God uh, doing things, God speaks to us. Uh, we see people healed physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and those are signs from heaven that, um, that the promise is true and that Jesus is coming back. So we can, we can have hope. And then Morphew spoke about this period of time called the Jesus People Revival, which was probably, I think, late 70s, I want to say. Um, and that's really where the vineyard was birthed from. But it was what they were seeing in that revival that the kingdom theology kind of helped them make sense of what they were seeing. Um, and his key point was it's theology and practice. He says praxis, but praxis is what he means. So it's that enacted piece that's really, really important. So enacted, inaugurated eschatology. If you say it five times every morning in the mirror, you can be a theologian. It's as easy as that. I want to go to the next slide, um, because sometimes pictures are clearer than words, right? So what we see along this bottom arrow is that's this age, and that's the age that's been going since creation. So creation all the way through till today, this age. And uh, then we know that this age, the Bible tells us, will come to an end. And there will be the age to come, the future age. So there's two ages. There's no more ages, just the two. Um, and when the end happens, that's when Jesus comes back. But what's happened is the mission and message of Jesus, the M&M there, that's broken in to now, into this age. His death, his resurrection broken in this age. Those are incredible miracles. And Pentecost, where we're all enabled, where we get the Holy Spirit, that is also the inbreaking of, of the kingdom. So Jesus announced that the kingdom had arrived, the end of the age had dawned with his arrival. Um, and, and then after Pentecost, between the Pentecost and, and the end, what did Jesus establish? He established his church. He established us to be a community that reaches out to others in our community and to do signs and wonders and to proclaim the message. That, that's the fundamental of, of, of the kingdom and why we, why we speak about it so much. Um, and like these other miracles that have happened, we can also you know, experience miracles. I've prayed for people and seen them healed. 
which is incredible. I've prayed for people, I've given them prophetic words, and they've made sense to the person. I've given words of knowledge, and, you know, random stuff to me makes sense to someone else and really impresses on them the love of God, you know, which is what it's all about. So, um, you know, the, this, this is real. There, there's a QR code, because I don't want to be left out with all the QR codes. If you, if you scan that, um, or you can just go to kingdomtheology.net. That's actually Derek's website, and he's got the, that page is got this on it, and then it explains it in quite a lot of detail. Uh, so you, you can go and have a look at that because I think resourcing is is important. Um, right? Have I missed anything? Yeah. So we get this. Um, sorry, let me just check what's. Yeah, so the age to come is not here, and this is the concept of it being delayed, um, but it, it's coming. It's inaugurated, and we are to enact it. So that's, that's our challenge, is as a church, how do we enact it? How do we live this out in our communities? So our third idea is that Paul says in his letter that we are co-workers with God, that's in 1 Corinthians. So, I mean, just have a think, what does that look like? If we're praying, Lord, let your kingdom come, as we're singing this morning, what does that look like when I'm praying for someone, when I'm asking God to heal someone? It means I can have a lot of faith that, you know, well, God might heal this person. He might not. But, you know, that, that's, let, let's let God be God. Let's give him the space that, that he, can, he can do that. And sometimes that step of faith um, unlocks something and will bring in that power from that future age that's to come. Um, so we're completely involved in this inbreaking of the kingdom, um, but we understand the kingdom's simultaneously near, present, delayed, and future. Near, present, delayed, and future. So it's near to us, it's present with us today, but it's also delayed. It will be here in a fuller way when Jesus comes back. Um, and that is, that is the core of the message. So with that, let's look at one of Jesus' parables. If we can go to the final slide. This is the mustard seed. Um, and we can start to think about how this makes more sense now in this context of this theology that we've developed. Um, so Jesus presented in Matthew another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all the seeds, but when grown, it's taller than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the sky come and nest in its branches. Um, and there's a guy, Andrew Wilson, um, who's, I think, King's Church in, in London. He, he kind of spoke around this in, the kingdom of God can be quite ordinary. It's just a mustard seed, you know. But in terms of what we're looking at in our theology of the now and the not yet, where's the tree? All that DNA, all that potential is within the seed, but it's not here yet. But the mustard seed is here. Um, and it will grow to be very large. But that's going to take a long time. It's not just going to be immediate. So, you know, that tree is kind of like the delayed aspect as well. It's future. It's delayed. But you can look at that little sprout in the ground, that little leaf that comes out first, and be like, okay, there is, there is hope. We can see little glimpses of what's, what's to come. So hopefully that helps as well. Um, I think my last slide 
is, uh, yeah, just a few resources. So li living the future, what a cool title. Because that kind of speaks to it, doesn't it? That's what we're trying to do when we're enacting the kingdoms. We're trying to bring that, that age of the future into the present and help that breaking in happen and facilitate that. So Living the Future is, is a cool book. So this is a guy called Douglas Erickson. He's American. Uh, he wrote this as a, as a bit of a thesis. So if this is like interesting to you, that's a really good book to read. It talks about the history of the vineyard, um, how it all came around and talks about some of the priorities of the vineyard, everything from the kingdom to worship to uh, signs and wonders. So it's quite a good book. Uh, Breakthrough by Derek Morphew goes into all this enacted, inaugurated eschatology. Uh, and then The Quest for the Radical Middle is Bill Jackson's book. And that's a really good um, history of the vineyard as, as well. Uh, so if you're interested in any of those books, I actually have the Living the Future one with me. So if you want it, you can take it away with you today. Um, on, on, on a loan. Uh, the, the others I have on Kindle, so I can't share those. But um, yeah, so I think that's, yeah, I don't have any more slides. So shall we stand and let's have a time of ministry and see what God wants to do? So if this is new to you, um, what, and nothing weird is going to happen. Nobody's going to push you over or anything like that. Uh, we're not that kind of church. We're a loving church, and we just want to make space for God to speak to us. So it might be useful if you're comfortable to close your eyes and um, just, just hone in on however God speaks to you, whether that's a thought that comes into your head or a feeling. And like we learned a few weeks ago, as we've been covering the series, as we just say, Holy Spirit, come. We just make space for you now. Show us what you want to do. believe that God's just given a word for physical healing um, to do with the feet um, and I think it's to do with the arches of the feet or just pain in the feet um, but yeah we've been pressing into this kingdom come series over the last few weeks this is actually the very last um, kind of in the series and we just believe that by exploring these these things like prayer and healing and worship and kingdom and prophecy that we can be equipped to go out um, into our local communities to, to love people as Jesus loved them. Um, and so the other thing that I got to Scott was um, just a, a prayer for more. So if you want kind of prayer to be um, either 
released into gifts, whether that's prophetic gifts or healing, or you just want to just go deeper with God, then I just encourage you again to come and get prayer. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I just feel peace as well. You know, it's such an easy thing to say, but anxiety, if you're suffering with anxiety, then we'd love to pray with you as, as well. During the worship, I got a picture of a whale, and I just sensed that God wants to speak to someone through the life of Jonah, that he doesn't want you to run away and hide in the whale. He wants you to come forward and respond to his calling. Okay. So, you know, what Fiona said, what I said, um, you know, what... If you, if you guys feel that resonates with you, then, then come out. You know, there's, there's no pressure. We might have got this completely wrong, right? We're just trying. Um, but if, um, if Aileen's word also speaks with you, then, then you know, come, come forward and we'll, we'll pray for you. Um, yeah, that front as well. So also, if you're a leader in a small group, um, if you want to grab a lanyard, if there is a response to prayer, if anybody does want to come out and get prayer, and, and um, we're just equipping you guys as well to come and pray. Um, so I'm just going to close the service now. I'm just going to pray. If you want to come forward um, and receive any prayer, please do so. Um, otherwise, um, the coffee's on. There might still be some food. Um, but um, could you also go and grab kids from the dance studio or the drama studio if you have kids there? So, Heavenly Father, we just commit these words to you this morning, Lord. Yeah, God, we just pray, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you that you have sent Jesus into this world to give us glimpses of your kingdom here on earth. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit that was released, Lord, to minister to people today, Lord. And we just stand here, we just pray, God, that you would use us, Lord, to facilitate your work here on earth, Lord. We can't do things on our own strength, but Lord, we depend on you. And Lord, we just pray that we um, as a church, as a family, as a community, Lord, that we can be um, showing people your love for them, Lord. That's what it's all about, is to reveal your love and your glory here on earth, Lord. And we just pray for more. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.